0: Cougs (laughs) house. All right. Yep. You guessed it. More
1: hoops. You are locked on Cougs. Your daily podcast
2: on the Houston Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked on today, the podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who came to stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we can play us on Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you again Hit subscribe. We're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers. We're not quite to the 1750 mark. We're in the 1600s. So hit subscribe to help us get there. And like and comment on the video to let us know you're in the contest. If basketball is not your jam, but you're here anyway, tell us in the comments down below what kind of fajitas you ordered. Chicken, steak, combo, something in between. Something different and more exotic. Let us know. All right. Today, we're going to continue the conversation with Ish and Matthew talking about all things Houston Cougar basketball. So without further ado, Let's jump on in and talk about the schedule and the Big 12 and recruiting and all of that fun jazz. We've hill- alluded to the Big 12, and I don't mean to to, to bypass that. We are going to get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. Houston's got a handful of big non-conference games. They're playing in a Charleston Classic, which has a number of options, and we don't need to go down the entire um, – I'll be there for that. You're going to be at Charleston? I'll be um,
1: there. LSU, so he- LSU and North Texas are also going to be there.
0: And Houston yeah, right. opens with uh, Towson, but they had the potential to play a handful of really talented yeah. programs. Um, I think the underscore there is, isn't St. John's and Rick Pitino there as well? I mean,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. it's little, St. John's, little... I think, versus uh, North Texas in the first round.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. We don't necessarily wait. know who they play throughout that bracket, yeah. but it's a fun thing. Sure. We we know they play Xavier and Texas A&M, which are two difficult games. Xavier being on the road and A&M being technically a neutral site, which is at the Toyota Center in Houston. Um, uh, What do we know about those matchups? Obviously, y'all cover A&M as well. But Matthew, Mm -hmm. what do you know about Xavier or A&M as as far as non-conference matchups? What can Houston look forward to in those kind of games?
1: I mean, if we go back to Xavier, I was really high on Xavier last year. um, Almost to a fault. Now, I got UConn right as winning the championship, but I had Xavier, I think, going a few rounds uh, deeper than um they actually did uh regardless xavier was interesting last year because we they had sule boom from utep a guard who we watched in depth and then he goes over there and basically uh lights it up so that's it's going to be interesting to see how they replace him um they had a few a few guys last year that i don't know their roster off the top of my head, but
2: Oh, actually, uh, well, I'm curious. Do you know I'm looking at their roster right now. Do you know who they actually have? It's Uh, Abu
1: Usman. They have Abu Usman from North Texas.
2: One more. more.
1: (laughs) Quincy Olivari. Who?
2: Quincy Olivari. Oh, that's right.
1: That's um, right. Okay. Oh We, God, we know everything about this team. All right. We know everything about it. Quincy Olivari <laughs> and Abu Usman. All right. We just, they just um, love the Conference USA players that we've covered before. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we were making fun of them for taking all the Conference USA players. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like last year's team. Uh, this year's team, you know, Abu and uh, Quincy, those are guys that are stepping up from, obviously, the mid-major level. Um, I would expect Houston to be able to – keep them at bay Um, overall especially early early like that Yeah, especially early in the year i mean i like olivari as a scorer maybe he has a sule boom type breakout i I don't know but uh uh, abu i think is good but he's kind of a groundbound center uh to a degree at north texas so if if you know Jawan roberts and guys like that can maybe out jump him and be physical with him that'll be something i don't think he's seen a ton of um but yeah xavier was a team i loved last year they only made it three rounds deep before losing to Texas, um, but I do think that's a really good test.
0: Yeah, Ishmael, what do you know about Texas a and Because y'all cover them as you cover the whole state. Yeah. I, I think they surprised people last year, like they beat Alabama last year. Um, yeah, and so I don't, I don't know that people think of them as a basketball school. What do you know about the Ags? We
2: heading into last year, me and Bruni were like, this has to be a year that Buzz Williams does something. <laughs> and sure enough it ended up being the year because well
1: well we, before remember this, non-conference yes, play we were we were ready to get rid. we were like yes done. so we were absolutely
2: ready to write them off because the year before they ended very promising i was like okay cool let's see what they have heading into this year NIT. and then they come out they lose to colorado they lose to murray state and then i think they lost to oh, there's one more game that they lost where i'm just like i'm out on this team i think it was boise or boise state or something and It was like yeah, I'm we out on this
1: safe. team
2: and Waffle, and then and and oh, God, they lost to Waffle. It was they were awful, non conference It was bad. We were done, but then we underestimated, or I guess we overestimated, how good the SEC would be last year. <laughs> Everybody was just bad yeah. except Alabama, and wow. uh, and so they go. What did they finish? Let me see. 14 and three, 15 and three in the SEC, and of course, like you mentioned, they beat Alabama. And then they end up almost – I mean, they, of course, collapse in the championship game, but they almost beat them in the cha- – they make it to the championship game. And we're like, I guess this team's pretty good. Wade Taylor, for those that don't know, the guy to know for AM is Wade Taylor. Outside of Jamal Shed, he's probably the best returning guard, I would think, in the state, in my opinion, um, as far as, like, point guard. Because, like, pure point guard play really isn't that common right now. You have a lot of two guards, a lot of uh, uh, combo guards. These two guys are Sh- – Jamal Shed and Wade Taylor are, like, they run your offense, and they run your team. Um, Wade Taylor's taken an insane step over the last – last year he kind of took an insane step forward um, as basically being – that was that was the thing we complained about with Buzz Williams. The, the, this team was like, who's the alpha? And we're like, yeah. we don't know about any guy on AM, right? You can look at Houston and say Marcus Sasser was the guy. Quentin Grimes was the guy. It became Wade Taylor last year. And uh, we – I mean, I have to give credit there because he basically ranked – in the top percentile of like almost every, like whether it was efficiency and uh, mm-hmm. uh, assisting and scoring, like he just really took a, a leap forward. So I'm curious because they do have kind of a three man core with him, Tyrese Radford and Henry Coleman coming back. Um, those guys have been together for, I guess,
1: three years now, I guess. Yeah, it's been a gonna, while. This is, this is like got- last year we said they were running it back and now they're all back yes. again. So <laughs> yeah,
2: this
1: is the team that's been together for a while.
2: Um, and they probably got a lot of playing time like a little too – like a year or two early or whatever, but it's paying off now. So this is a team – they're going to compete in the SEC just because, really again, mean. they're they're one of the more experienced teams. Um, immediately in the offseason, I don't see any SEC team that got drastically better to where I'm like putting them clearly above A&M or, you know, at least like in the tiers. I have um, them
1: and I think I put I put them in Tennessee as like the top two. Yeah,
2: right. And mm-hmm. so I mean this is going to be a perfect test for, yeah. for Houston. Like I am very if I would love for these two teams to meet each other because this would be incredible engaging both the teams because it could be a great game one team could blow each other out and it's like okay we can draw conclusions from that.
0: Well so they're playing at Toyota which is dubbed a neutral site and I think we think of that as being Houston. It's actually sure. a fun day of basketball for people. It's Texas plays LSU and Houston mm-hmm. plays A&M. It's oh, like I a one ticket gets both games. Um,
1: (laughs) there you go. I didn't know know that game was after LSU, I just knew about the LSU Texas, yeah.
0: And so it's all at Toyota. Well, and people are already talking about like it's going to be, frankly, we're Houston Cougar trying to make sure there's some red in the stadium because those are those are four teams that have a lot of fans in the city of Houston. So, while it's technically neutral, it'd be nice to have some red t shirts out there. (laughs) 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 Um, I do want to talk some about the Big 12 schedule. Um, obviously. Houston, the Big 12 was a big deal in basketball. And frankly, while a lot of my listeners love football, it is the state of Texas. I don't mean to say it's not. Football is a very fun game to watch and all that. Um, the Big 12 in basketball, I mean, this is like two different. Uh, this is the king and the queen in your deck of cards coming together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, when you heard Houston, basketball, Big 12, i mean, as someone who covers the state, what was your first thought? I mean, it's been a couple years ago now, but what was your first thought?
1: First thought was I'm glad I don't have to watch them play Tulsa and um, <laughs> respect to the other schools in the American because now North Texas is in the American so hey the American's a great conference but uh, I was just <laughs> you know, I was just glad I get to watch them I get to pay attention to them more because Ish and I over the last two years it's like all right let's circle the games we're gonna watch Houston you know. And you will watch, you know, the close game. Like, I remember watching them lose to Temple, I think. Uh, it was the last year or two years ago, whatever it was. Nice. Like, yeah. you watch the losses because they're close and competitive. But when they're up 40 on a random team, you're not watching it. So we circle the Memphis games. We circle the Tulane games. The, those Tulane games were good, uh, at least for a while. Um, you know, we'd circle games to watch. Now we can just watch every single game like we do with all these Big 12 teams because Big Baylor, TCU, like, we would watch the Big 12 just on – Constant loop every single night, basically. And
0: all right now. As you're assembling this roster, you got to make sure you assemble the best people for it. If you're going to jump into something like the Big 12, you can't just add anybody. Because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you've got to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs to find the right people for your team faster and for free. So if you're the Big 12 looking for a big-time basketball program to add to your conference, you probably add Houston, right? That's what they did. That's what you should do. And if you're trying to get that kind of a hire or addition to your small business, make sure you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: And now yeah. we get to add Houston to the mix.
0: Ishmael, same question. Houston joins the conference. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have the... I mean, they were the best conference in the in the country last year, and probably going on two years. Um, And you had you had Houston, you had one of the best team, best. I guess you would technically still classify them as the mid major in the AAC. So you add the best mid major of the past couple of years, and all of a sudden, like, every, me and me and Bruni were very skeptical of Houston heading into the tournament last year because not because of what they anything on like and, you know we weren't saying Marcus Sasser was not good enough. That wasn't it, but because of what Bruni said, right? We could only really get something from them, from Memphis, from if they slipped up every once in a while. Um, The year before, before Kendrick Davis left, it was like, okay, is Kendrick Davis gonna go off again with rest of you, you know, it was like, that was it. And despite playing pretty tough non-conference, it's basically a month or two of, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. having one or two tests. And that was where we were like, okay, this is where this team has to show us because the slip-ups against Memphis, right? I think one of the times they beat Memphis, I don't think Kendrick Davis played. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, and then it was a buzzer. It was the Jamal shed buzzer beat. I remember. I was like, I was like, I don't know if this, like, I really did not know if this team was a final Four team last year, just based off what I saw. Now there's like, this team is, cannot take a week off. Like there may be one game against, I'm trying to think. Maybe BYU? I guess West Virginia this year. If, if no, that's not be. terrible. BYU, I, I they,
1: have no idea
2: what they're going to look like under Bob Huggins. I have no idea. Yeah. So, or Without Bob Huggins, but um, I'm trying to pick up like the the, the theoretical bad worst team. Right. In theory, they get
1: yeah. BYU or yeah. UCF. they get
0: BYU and Central Florida. Um, and I don't know enough about those programs. I know Central Florida and, had the Hendrix kid, but obviously he's a pro now. Cincinnati's sure.
1: rebuilding a little bit, but th- um, those teams, even even those teams, are. You know, top 60 teams every year. So, right, I was like, about to say,
2: those and those teams are like probably with just below the Houston and Memphis in the AAC.
1: And so yeah, it's like, yeah.
2: I know Houston, like, we saw the non conference schedule last year, right? They beat, they beat St. Mary's in a, in a rock fight, right? Oh. They beat Oregon. We know they can go, at, they destroyed Oral Roberts, right? We know they yeah. can take it to these teams. Um, but now we, they don't get that two week layoff of just like, well, we can just mop the floor with everybody. I'm, I'm pumped. Like, genuinely and they also like we talked about at the beginning of the show they fit they fit the dynamic right baylor plays defense they play defense we know uh grant McCassin's gonna get tech playing defense again like they just fit the mold now it just you see the big 12 and you see houston now you're like yeah that makes sense like they fit right in
0: matthew this the matrix came out the schedules were out at this point um Houston gets a home and home with Texas and a home and home with Kansas. Obviously those are all must-watch games. I believe if memory serves me correctly, they're all ESPN primetime, either the Saturday night primetime slot or the big Monday primetime slot. I mean, those are all marquee games, including let me pull this up. Yeah, they play Monday of one week, they play Saturday Kansas State, Monday Texas, and sat the following Saturday at Kansas. Like that's a that's a very very difficult week. Um is it kind of Texas that home-and-home home stretch, Texas, Kansas, Houston? Is that who's looking at the top of this conference, or, or do we need to be looking out for other guys to kind of come take the throne there?
1: I have Kansas as the best team in the country going into the year um, at this point. I think they are, with Hunter Dickinson, now, I think they are the best um, team. So that that's my number one. If you look at the rest, Texas is really interesting, obviously. Add Max a, miss add a handful of other transfers – don't add Rodden Holland um, and A.J. Johnson. So it's kind of interesting to watch them have to toil with that. I am I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think mm-hmm. Houston can, you know, step in and have the firepower to match a team like TCU, Texas, Kansas State. Like I, I have that second tier wide open with all of those teams. Um, and I'm probably forget, like Baylor, I'd probably throw in there too. So that's like that second tier um, I have no problem putting Houston there. Now, do I think they're two or do I think they're six? I That's something I'm probably going to have to decide in the next couple of weeks as we continue to preview the state, but um, they're definitely up there for me. Ishmael,
0: same thing. Are you thinking – how do you think that – I see those three, Texas, Kansas, and Houston as the top three, but you all mm-hmm. cover the yeah. whole state. You've done the Big 12 for a minute now. Um, so what are you seeing at the top of the conference? What's it look like to you?
2: Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i with Bruni on Kansas. I think Kansas is – to me right now, Kansas is a solo one. Um, if I had to pick right now, I'm honestly – I think it's Houston. And I think I'm – I'm slowly coming around to Baylor over Texas right now. I'm – I wonder – we had again part of part of it is we just did a we did a show with Scott Drew so we so I looked up a lot of Baylor <laughs> stuff and like it wasn't no I didn't buy he sold us he sold us all yeah so. <laughs> I know I drank the Kool Aid uh, no no but l- just looking up more about that, that roster I love all their portal editions like yeah. I like a lot of Texas editions I love basically all of their Baylor's editions Um so I think I'm I think I'm going Houston to – very, almost 2A, 2B with Baylor because I think that they've – again, we got to see it, but I think Baylor put together a roster that Scott Drew loves, genuinely. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a team that can play defense, a team that's going to have outside shooting, size, versatility, all that stuff. Um, Texas, again, I like it, and I think they can make it work, but as far as I, – I think they're closer to third, fourth-ish than I think to the top. Um the team that we I probably know the least about, but I'm intrigued the most about, and Bruni, I don't know if you agree, is TCU. Yeah. Um, TCU added 27 players. Apparently, I don't know, but <laughs> apparently they have two they basketball added, teams.
0: Up, actually, they have two whole basketball teams.
2: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, no, so no joke, they could run two basketball teams and like be Both have line. decent lineups. Yeah. They have like 13, 14 players that can all play. Now, one, how do they all play? Two, can a lot of them step up from, like, uh Travian Tennyson from Corpus Christi, step up to the Big 12, right? But they have a lot of players that I'm familiar with that I don't know. Like, is it is it a, a situation where, like, hey, we just have these nine guys and we just have really good 10th, 11th, 12th players who just don't play? I don't know. Or is it platoon in and out? Yeah. You know, we got to figure it out. So TCU is somebody who I could see – sneakily all of a sudden you look down in January their 3rd and it's like that's crazy or it's like actually they're like 7th or 6th and it's like yeah it's fine so I don't know TC all I'm saying is to watch out for TCU this year uh,
0: Matthew TC I hadn't thought much about TCU um, obviously with Mike Miles being gone and Lampkin being gone there was kind of an ugly exit actually Lampkin um, yeah. that I'm sure y'all yeah, got into yeah. Um and frankly there was a hot second where I was like well if we're gonna get Cryer can we get Lampkin too and like all, all those kind of <laughs> things um Matthew, do you all, are you also – you had said TCU is in that same second window with you or is, is Ish on his own there?
1: No, yeah, I think TCU – it's just such an interesting team. Like Jameer Nelson's coming from Delaware, uh, like you said. Um, they have players coming from all different levels com- and Assam Mustafa coming from Coastal Carolina. Like I think there is enough depth here to be competitive, mm-hmm. but obviously you need top-end talent. They relied a lot on Mike Miles last year. And mm-hmm. losing that and replacing that is something that Jamir Nelson's gonna have to prove to a degree. So that's uh, they, they do have questions. I they are kind of in that second tier. I the more the off season's going on, the kind of colder I've gotten a little bit. But I still think they're in that five, six, seven range.
0: It's just such a deep conference because like last year, I believe they went nine and nine and made the like like yeah, nine yeah. and nine makes the tournament. Five hundred makes the tournament, right? Like that's just how. How talented!
1: We almost thought Texas Tech was going to make a run at it, and and I was about to say there was like a four or five game win streak where we're like, is yeah. Tech
2: going to make the tournament? What's
1: happening?
0: <laughs> 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 All right. So the Houston Cougars don't play this weekend, but that doesn't mean you can't win. You got to snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. is right now. New customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. You place a five dollar bet, the two hundred dollars in bonus bets win or lose. Right now, they've got the Houston Texans. The line has moved slightly, but they're still the underdog technically at Atlanta. Did you watch that Toy Story game? They got us as the underdog playing a bunch of Legos. Okay, I'm now being told that there aren't actually Legos playing, but you catch my drift. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com and take the Houston Texans. That's my recommendation. I guess you can fade me if you want to, but I'm telling you to do it, whatever you want to do, at FanDuel.com. slash locked on and get kickoff your NFL season. Get the $200 back in bonus bets. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. My segue, I guess, is like, I think Houston fans are somewhat prepared. I don't know if they really understand, and I don't mean to speak I'm sure the listener today in in this specific episode right now is very smart, but um, the average fan I think realizes like, they're going to take some lumps. Like, this is going to be a minefield. Um, Realistically, Houston's a very top-tier program, but is coming up into a whole new bracket of basketball in a lot of ways. I'll let whoever wants to go first, actually. What can a fan expect watching Houston go from a dominant 30-plus win-a-year kind of team in an American yeah. Athletic Conference that beats Power 5 teams yeah. to yeah. suddenly playing the best of the best every week?
1: It's literally, I mean, we, we were talking about it, but Kansas State and Baylor went 11-7 and in conference last year, and they were both three-seeds in in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament like there is like you said TCU and Iowa State go nine and nine each we're both six seeds in the NCAA tournament so it's like Houston could go 11 and 7 and be a top 10 team in the country and that's kind of just how things go I I don't know like what I would predict them to go right now but I mean 11 and 7 feels safe 12 and 6 feels safe so I mean anything more than that you're you might be winning the conference like Kansas went 13 and 5 last year so uh, that's just yeah what I'm expecting from Houston this year is they're gonna take lumps like you said. I'm interested in how the front court plays out, but this is a just gonna be really fun to, to watch unfold.
0: If yeah, same thing, what, what's realistic?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's right. I mean, what, what won the conference last year? I'm trying to see it 13 was and thirteen and five, and that was like Kansas looked really good, right? That was a really good year, right? And so. I think eleven and seven. If you look at that, and like obviously Houston fans will be like eleven and seven. That stinks. You're we're almost five hundred in conference. It's like, yeah, that's that's what could pull it out. Like genuinely, um, I'll also say, get used to the every once in a while you either go to you either go to uh, Fog Allen or you go to Waco and you just play a game that doesn't cross a hundred points. <laughs> You just do, right? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have the random game in in February where it's yeah. 52 to 49, and it's like, well, you either win that one or you don't, and that's just how the Big 12 goes, right? Ask Baylor fans that one year; I think they beat Kansas, and it was like 61 to 59, and it's like that's just sometimes you're not gonna, you know, Houston's had the the benefit of no one being able to guard them basically at all. <laughs> um and you're gonna have to play a bunch of teams that are gonna be able to guard you and you're gonna be able to guard them and sometimes it becomes a chess match of where those half court sets come from um and personally i'm curious because like i would love to see kelvin Sampson in that environment right every week yeah. where he's having to prepare for scott drew for grant mccaslin for rodney terry and it's like jerome Tang. that's awesome i i'm very jerome, Tang. jerome Tang. oh my god i'm porter mosier is going to be coaching like the worst team probably and it's like he's and he's still one of the one of the best coaches in recent years so like i love the fact that we get to see kelvin Sampson like at his a game like for two months basically
1: well also i'll say
2: enjoy the ride but prepare to be frustrated that's part of it
1: also they're playing in these environments too no again no offense to the american we love the american but uh Texas, Baylor, Kansas—I mean Kansas State—these places are rocking. These are yeah. the best environments in college basketball, and you're you're not playing, you're not playing at these other places in, in the Americas. So this is a this is that's a big step up in itself.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and it's interesting because, um, you know, I think Houston has for a while now gotten everyone else in the Americans a game right. Like they're the team other schools were circling for sure. So I think they understand that aspect of it. But you know the. The two the lane A game, and I liked Tulane's lanes guards a lot last year. The two lane A game is not the same as I don't know who was the bottom of the conference, last year. Iowa State's A game, right? Like, like it, they weren't right. even bottom of the conference, but uh, but you, you got me on that, right? Like, it's a whole yeah, different,
1: State, yeah.
0: whole different step. up. Yeah, Oklahoma State I guess, was bought. And what's funny is, like, this is showing my age. I think of Oklahoma State as being a good basketball school from like the Eddie Sutton days, and this is not, sure. this is not those Oklahoma States. Um, yeah, so last thing on the Big 12 in Houston is recruiting um yeah. and I, I don't mean to like but beli- i know y'all do high school stuff too to, and so i want to ask it. houston's got one 2024 commit um yeah. now it is mercy miller he is a top whatever kid from uh, california but has the connections of his dad uh master p right um otherwise though they're kind of swinging a miss on a lot of high school kids um, mm-hmm. in the state of Texas for sure. I I'm really holding out for Nick Cody.
1: I think Nick Cody's get, gotten a lot of steam in the last couple of years. Yeah, out I think of, Nick uh, Cody could could make sense there. I mean, I've I've as someone who I cover LSU and I, their LSU's in on him too. I think. Cody there would make would make a lot of sense to me personally.
0: So that's what I say. Is there any recruit that jumps out us like that kid would make sense as a Houston kid because we're we're kind of we are gonna need some bodies at some
1: point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I watched Nick Cody. I made a trip to College Station or to Bryan, uh to watch the AU Adidas tournament. Nick Cody was a guy at the time that was a three star prospect, and I was talking to well, I was watching him. He's one of the ones I wrote down, and I'm watching him, and I'm talking to Grant McCaslin and grant was like i had already talked to grant's assistant who came from north texas and i was like yeah this nick cody guy is killing it and he's like yeah he's all right and then grant's like grant's like oh yeah i heard you talk to him about nick cody yeah he should have he should have offered him as soon as y'all y'all saw him together like this is (laughs) this is a dude that very clearly can play at this level um his rating and rankings gone through the roof he's top 50 player in the country now um i think houston makes a lot of sense um L- lsu is still in it from what i understand but i don't know which way he's leaning but that would houston would make a lot of sense from there i like him a lot
2: i know that they're i know that they're disappointed to miss out on robert, robert miller um mm-hmm. he was somebody out of pasadena Marmo- i think lsu got him right Bruni. yeah 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 so he's somebody who i thought would have made i mean hometown kid or essentially home area kid um i like nick cody a lot I'm still doing some of my deep dives into the 2024 class, especially the Houston area, but we'll see. I would, I don't know. Like I'm very curious if I was, I was a little surprised that uh, Memphis recruits well, but I was a little surprised they were able to get like a Jared Harris out of Sillsby. Um, Again, they recruit well, but like, I thought that'd be, that'd be kind of in the mold of a Houston kind of guy. Um, I saw Jared Harris when he almost, they almost single-handedly beat um, uh, uh, Oak Cliff Faith Family. Um, which is a, just an all-star team of a 4A squad yeah. um, And so I figured That was like I watched him and I was like That's a kid playing above his size He's only 6'2 but he played like he was like 6'6 um, I'm curious I'm, I I. don't know I don't know I'm wondering if we'll see And I know diff- it's not the same as football Where people just flip all the time But I wonder if we're looking at potentially Some type of surprise somewhere um, We'll see Because like I think it's like a I don't know. We'll just see because I also know that Houston still has like some guys coming back. Like I think they lose what Roberts and that's Roberts and Shedd. Like, yeah. So like Are not old, how old is guys, but not like a, not a lot of numbers. So I'm wondering if there's maybe just if they just go portaling next year as well.
0: Cryer's listed as a senior. I don't know his COVID year status. Is he yeah, a true know. senior? I tr- I don't know what his. his we're a year with. away from I think
1: he was getting rid hurt. of COVID seniors. I think we're, right? we're a year away from getting rid of those. I think so.
0: Um, yeah. And yeah. then and then Damien Dunn is a, a, a last. I think he's Brad a grad student, student technically. Yeah. Um, so th- there's a couple of spots, but you mentioned that Ishmael that I have been wondering. Um, are there and this is this is maybe in the weeds and totally conjecture and and feel free to call bogus. Uh, Is it possible though that there are kids that are waiting to see what does Houston the Big Twelve look like? Yeah, like 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 you mentioned a kid from Sillsby, like like they're thinking like, okay, Houston's been great. I'll go Mm -hmm. ahead and take this off. I'll 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 verbally say this, but I got an eye there to see what's going on. Or is that not a a thing that happens in basketball?
2: I mean, I think it's. I don't know how much it happens in basketball, but like. i mean i'm curious right like it's one thing to be like I, I, i'm trying to think of a, a a more drastic example oh here's one uh sam houston jumping up to fbs right mm-hmm. it's like do you want to compete for national titles in the fcs or do you want to go six and six and try to make a ball right if you're this or and if you're good enough to make fbs do you just want to go to a north texas or a smu or a, you know like you want to try to – so I'm curious, like, is Houston – do you want to compete for – because, like, in Memphis, sure, they're left in the AAC, but they're going to be one of the top teams in the AAC. you want to compete mm-hmm. for conferences and all that? Or is there a chance – are you like, Houston, could they get left in the middle of the back of the Big 12? I don't know. That's a little weird. Would I just want to go to Kansas? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Houston hits the ground running. They start un- unbeaten and in, in Big 12 play or at least show really well, and all of a sudden they nab another name or two. Um so I don't know. I'm curious. I'm, I'm very curious. And I'm also, this was the first year that I think, I don't want to say the first year, but this is one of the big years that like Kelvin Sampson really went for a splash in the transfer portal, right? Mm-hmm. Like he went and got LJ, like LJ Cry and Damian Dunn are like, okay, those were guys, yeah. right? And so I'm wondering how much he sees that as like, or the past couple of recruiting cycles of, well, I can get a Jarris Walker and I can get a, a Joseph Tugler. And then the rest, I can just go get the portal, right? So I can get my one or two guys from high school that are really good. And then let me just go get plug and play guys that can just work in my system. Because I think, honestly, I think more schools may do that. Like, I I don't know if we're ever going to see the Kentuckys rolling out five stars all over the court because they just don't win anymore, right? Those those teams don't come together in two months and all of a sudden, as 18-year-olds, can put together a a team. So – I think Kelvin Sam, and I also think Kelvin Sampson likes working with older teams. Like, he's yeah. like, it's easier for a Jairus Walker to sit in next to a Marcus Sasser and a Jawan Roberts than it is for, you know, a Terrence Arsenault to come in and play 30 minutes a game.
0: <laughs> right. Right. One. Well, and-, and Terrence is interesting because he could have gone, he could have gone a lot of places and played 30 minutes a game. Right. Oh, and-, and-, and Jairus could have gone a lot of places and played 40 minutes a game. And, and I mean, they, they chose.
2: Sorry about Tremont to- Mark went to Arkansas. Yeah. He's like, this is a crowded backcourt. I'm going to go play 20, 25 minutes.
0: (laughs) Well, and I'm worried we're going to miss Tremont. But, uh, you know, I wish him the best unless we play each other. I don't don't mean any hate hate by that, but I I think we're going to miss him. (laughs) Um, Matthew, as we sign off here, tell us where can we find you? You do work on 24-7, work with Dave Campbell. you got a lot of stuff going on. Where can people find you and your work and all that kind of fun stuff?
1: Yeah, I made a, the move over to on three uh, cover LSU. On three. So no, yeah, I, I did that. I didn't mention that in my my timeline, but yeah, <laughs> uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago, moved on three um, cover LSU there. Uh, but yeah, Dave Campbell's uh, Texas tech, basketball. That's really obviously what what we do and what we've poured a lot of time into um, over the off season. And now getting back into the season, we'll be back in two two times a week um, podcast. Uh we got top ten backcourts coming out. We got all the preview content coming out with a month uh, before the season starts. So um yeah, you can check us out on Twitter, DCT basketball. Follow you know, me on Twitter, Matthew Bruni underscore. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where, where I'm at.
0: Ishmael, I see you tweeting a lot. I I know yeah. I think you're the Suns fantasy on my Twitter timeline a lot as well. The only yeah, <laughs> the only unfortunately. Um, well, you say unfortunately. I mean, they, they got Bradley Beal, right? Uh, so I'm used to saying unfortunately. I, I don't need to say that anymore. They're actually good now. It's <laughs>
2: been yeah, a long bit. time. You get Kevin Durant, and it, it's
0: just like, yeah, unfortunately. You know, I just a hard life. Yeah. He, he also wanted Damian Lillard. Like, that's clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wanted Damian Lillard, too. <laughs> um, Ishmael, besides talking trash about Kevin Durant, where people find you at?
2: Yeah. Uh, at Twitter.com slash, uh, slash Ishmael R. Johnson. Um, of course, TexasBasketball.com, TexasFootball.com. Um, of course, we, this past year, we've devoted a lot of investment into the college side of TexasFootball.com. So me, Mike Craven, Carter Yates, uh, Corey Hogue, and Greg Powers as uh, our first official college staff on the football side. So we're covering all, we're all over the state um craven's really connected with uh, for any houston fans listening craven's really mm-hmm. connected with that program um he him and dana are really cool him and uh, doug Delk are really cool so like he's he's pretty plugged in when it comes to when it comes to the state so outside of like the joseph duartes and the people that are 24 7 plugged in you know give craven a follow if you're a houston fan um we're putting out a lot of content our philosophy is just to whether you're good or bad if you want to read it and you show that you want to read it, and you drive traffic. We'll write about you. I mean, you know, we've we've written about it. Really, doesn't matter, right? Uh, and uh, Craven wrote a article over how DJ Durkin's defenses haven't been good, and AM fans ate it up and they loved it. And they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, I've been saying this." And, all a, and it's like, "Cool, we'll write more about A and M because they'll read it, right?" Um, so you know, we're we're willing to listen to fans, and we're willing to listen to people. So. Uh, yeah, we're pouring more resources into college, and it's our first year of having a college staff. So go give us a follow, um textful.com. and then basketball magazine cover will be revealed. I will drop the date as soon like uh, the sixteenth of October. So
0: oh, so very soon, very that's very soon. fun. Um, very, I, I can imagine there's probably not a, a Houston Scarface cover on the route on the way, but we'll see. What happens? Can't there? strike
2: twice. The lightning can't strike
0: twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all so much for coming on today. Um, and obviously, like I said, follow both these guys for all things, state of Texas basketball, um, including our Houston Cougars. It's a fun time. It's getting ready for Big 12 basketball, getting ready for Houston basketball. It's a fun, fun season on the way. Thanks again so much for stopping by, guys. For
1: Appreciate sure. it, man. Thanks for having us.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap up our basketball preview for this week. We'll have more basketball coming in the coming days. We even have some twofer kind of days. We're going to do basketball and football all at once. Uh, Lots of fun, exciting things in this basketball season. Thank you again to Ishmael and Matthew for coming on today to talk about the Houston Cougar basketball program. They do a great job covering the whole state of Texas. And again, the more you click on it, the more they make. So when you see more Houston Cougar content from them, be sure to click on that Houston Cougar content that they're creating. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Locked on Cooks, Locked on Cooks, the primary Locked on Podcast Network. And that means your team every day. Go, Cooks.